Welcome, welcome to Porch Talk, Real Talk with Dom. Hi, y'all. Your girl turned 35 today. I am so blessed and overwhelmed with the comments and stories on Instagram. It's the stories for me. Like, so many people have wished me well, blessed me tremendously on the Instagram stories. You know, it's a new thing now. We don't really post on the actual page. You know, the young people now, we're posting in the stories more than anything. And I'm like, okay, this is new, but I'm, I'm working with it. I'm getting it. I'll be acting old sometimes, y'all. But yes, y'all, you know, I just had to give it up to God. I really did because I had a moment and I'm like, you know what, Lord? I am truly a new creature. I am a new woman. All the things in the hell I went through, I don't feel like it. I don't move like it. Things that was meant to destroy me, kill me, take me out. I don't feel like that and I don't look like that. And I thank him for keeping me and for strengthening me and restoring me. And I thank him for just being everything that I needed to push through the traumas, the pain and hurt and many other things that I have gone through. There was a time in my life where when I went through something traumatic or hard or something that hurt me, rejected me, I would carry it in an imaginary suitcase. And I would take that suitcase with me everywhere that I went. And I used this suitcase as a crutch, as a form of protection to remind me to stay hard, to remind me not to open myself up again, to remind me of the things that I went through so I wouldn't go through it again. But all it did was just leave me and made me feel heavy. All it did was blind me from my blessings that God was trying to give to me. Um, it kept me from having good and great relationships and messed up my dating life because at one period of time, like I said before, I only saw a man from one thing and one thing only. I was making my own money. I had my own apartment, my own car. I was moving up in life. I was in school. had a good paying job. I didn't need no man for nothing. But for, you know. And it, the main thing was because not just what my, yeah, my, my stepfather raised me like that. But the trauma added on to that. It like sealed the deal. Like, you know what? You're right. Ain't no good man out here anyways. Love. Who believes in love? Loving got me knocked up. And I don't even have custody of my kid because love has made me be with somebody who couldn't love me back. Who was too immature to do right by me. And now I'm stuck in this crap where I can't even have my baby the way I want to because he done lied and did some things and documents, some lifetime movie stuff. Lord, I could talk about it, but I'm not because, again, we're in a good place. But, I, you know, I'm just saying where I came from. So, you know, now that suitcase ain't nowhere near me. Nowhere near me. And God is. He's blessing me. He's answering my prayers. Like I said before, I want to walk this earth lighter. I want to be 
free. I want to be free. I want to fly. I want to fly. Okay? So, baby, that's that. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm blessed. I'm grateful. I'm thankful to see another year, another day. Got my limbs together. They're working. They're functioning, baby. I'm dancing. I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying my peoples. Um, people are seeing me for who I am, the way God has created me to be. And I'm appreciative of that. Like, I'm just thankful for that because it was, it's hard being misunderstood. And I'm going to have more moments like that where I'm misunderstood. And that's okay because God has created me not to be like the world. Okay, so that's going to cause me to always have some kind of issue of being seen the way God has created me to be. And sometimes people want to stay blinded to what God had created me to be. Right? So, you guys, I just finished First um, Timothy. I had to chew on that thing. I had to pray about it and um, read these things, but read this book with non-biased good eyes because you know Paul already had got me with the braids and the woman I teach in the church and I was already I was ready to go to heaven and talk to Paul like sir why did you do this why did you say these things what's happening what's going on you know but one thing God has shown me and also gave me confirmation today was that these individuals in this Bible are individuals they're people they're human, okay? You're going to see me working through them. This is what God told me. You're going to see me working through them, and you're going to see them in their free will. You're going to see things that they do because this is what they uh, think. This is what they desire. This is what they feel. And then you're going to see them doing things that I instructed them to do, that the spirit of them has nudged them to do. Um, sometimes I feel we have a habit of seeing um, these people are people in the Bible as spiritual beings, people who can't mess up, people who are not human. Okay, even Jesus was human. Okay, they're human. He wasn't flawed though. Jesus wasn't flawed. Okay, he was different from us all from the beginning. Okay, he was the second Adam. He came to make the human. Um, how can I say it? Make things right in humanity. He died for us. So that we can have a place in heaven. So that we can get our power and authority back that the devil has stole. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for fixing that up for me. Because, baby, it was going... Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So, y'all. Father God, I just want to thank you for discernment for understanding for wisdom and knowledge i also want to thank you for the holy spirit that shows us things that we're not able to see in the natural eyes things we're not able to hear in the natural ear i just thank you so much for your spirit i thank you for the gift i thank you for the blessings i thank you for another year another day father god i thank you for the listeners that are tuning in father god i thank you so much that they want to hear what i have to say i thank you for using me for this platform father god continue to have your way i sometimes feel like i'll be going too holy with it but father god 
this is yours. I give you this podcast. This podcast is yours. So do as you please. Save a soul, win a soul, edify, whatever you have to do and you need to do. For those who are tuning in and listening, free them up, Father God. Give them some nuggets. Give them some fruit through each and every episode that is on here. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Yeah, my prayer thing went off. But yes, so going back to um, Paul. I mean, First Timothy. I was in chapter 5. Well, today I was stuck on chapter 5, I should say, because I read through the whole thing. And it's only six chapters, but baby, I was so invested. And I had to reread it because I was in my feelings. I was in my emotions. And because of that, I was being blinded by my emotions and was not able to see things clearly. And you have to be careful with that. Most times, all the time, before you read that Bible, pray before you read. Pray before you read. Father God, help me to see what you want me to see. Help me to to read what you want me to read and understand in the way that you need me to understand it. Because me going in it with my emotions, I was ready, like, ticked off, ready to fight, ready to come at the paw and everything else like that. Until, you know, in chapter 5, verses 21, he said, I charge you before God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the elect angels that you observe these things without prejudice. (laughs) You ain't nothing but partiality. Partiality. But their prejudice... It hit me because, baby, I was already judging before I can even read it. I just saw he was talking about widows. I'm like, oh, he about to come after the women again. Let's go. Let's go. I'm ready. And I'm like, God, I had to stop and pray. And like, God, I don't want to tear this book apart and trying to find ways to argue and be turned off because I didn't agree with certain things Paul said about, you know, women with braids and things like that. Like, help me to look past that, okay? Help me to see what you need me to see for the rest of First Timothy, okay? Help me to grasp what you need me to grasp, okay? Because like I mentioned before, he has me in these chapters, in these books, um, for the order of the church and for the conduct of the church and how it should be. God is about to do something through me and he's preparing me for it. I'm not really asking too many questions. I'm just going through and forth. I already received some confirmations from some prophets. So I'm like, I already got a, a clue on, you know, why he's sending me through this. And so I just want to make sure before he put me in a place of, um, more influence that I have the proper, proper words and things to give. I just don't want to teach or, you know, speak and preach whatever he has me to do and not be prepared for it. I want to know what I'm talking about when I get up before people and when I share his gospel. I want to know what I'm talking about. Okay, so it's a process. I'm going through a process. So this is what he's doing. He's teaching me, right? Right. So, um, you know, as I'm reading chapter 5 and him, you know, talking about the um, older widows and younger widows. At first, I really couldn't see. I was just like, man, I'm, I'm sick of this. Coming at the women. But then I had to go back and think. I said, you know what? 
He's giving these instructions right here. Okay. To help people not be a burden to the church. He is trying to set a tone and some instructions in the church to make the church flow well, right? To help us to better help people in certain situations that's going to come up. We are going to have widows in the church. We might even have young widows in the church. How do we handle this? So Paul is giving Timothy and his church some some basics to help them to better the church and relieve the church from burdens that can be prevented okay he was saying with the widows if they have family if they have children and grandchildren then it is absolutely their responsibility okay to take care of that widow they are accountable for taking care of that widow it's right to do so you got a widow or someone in your household do right by them take care of your household if not you're worse than an unbeliever paul said you don't do right by your people, you know, you don't take responsibility and accountability for your people in your household, then you're worse than an unbeliever. I was like, yeah, I get that. I, I truly do. And, you know, he was just also saying that for a widow was younger than 60, you know, don't put her on the, on the list. So I was like getting ready to choke. Like, oh. and why? <laughs> like, calm down, Turbo. Calm down. So he was like, don't put her on the list unless, you know, she pretty much got good character. She has good works. Um, she's been, she has a reputation for good works. You know, her character is godly. It's right. She's a woman of faith, right? Uh, she brought up children. She has um, large strangers, you know, taking care of strangers may have opened her home to strangers. Um, she washed the saints' feet. Um, she relieved the afflicted. She um, diligently um, followed every good work that she could. Okay. She did her best to do right and live right. Okay. And be a woman of God. Okay. And serve. Okay. She wasn't some woman that was just not doing nothing or being bad and just doing the most. She's she's disciplined and she's she got a good reputation. So I was still like, dang, like, so if she doesn't have these things, like, she can't be helped. And I went in, I'm like, God, I just thank you for not being like men. I'm glad because, you know, it may take some of us 54 years, 56 years. It may take some of us 60 years to get right, to get on the good foot with you. And I thank you that no matter what age we are, that you'll put us on your list, that you'll love us and that you love us regardless, that you will give us mercy and grace, that you will cover us and look after us, even though it may have taken some years to get to a good place with you. I thank you that you can see the heart and that you don't label us and judge us by our mistake. Because I started thinking of my aunties and a few other elder women that I know that ain't did right and they're in their mid, late 50s and they're trying to now. They didn't, you know, there's some changes going on. And um, I want to thank God for that. You know, I want to thank God that sometimes it may take a young 
younger family member to break the cycle to where it can hit other family members, even older and and elderly, okay? But because of you, because of your sacrifice, because your willingness of following God and not being shaken and staying faithful to him has influenced your family so much that they want what you got. They want that personal relationship that you have with God Jesus the way you have it. They see the light on your life. They see the way you shine it. They see the way you talk to people. They see the way you love on people despite what you've been through. They want that too. So anyways, <laughs> let me go back to it. So I was just like, man, I know some women that, you know, they're in that, that old age and they're just now getting right. Like, it would be so unfortunate for them not to be able to be on the list if their husband died, you know, because of the past that they had. They may not have good works and things like that. So I was like, God, I just thank you so much for being a provider because I'm, I'm seeing, too, that, you know, even in today, like because we make certain mistakes that, you know, we, we're isolated or we're pushed to the side or we got charges against us for life because of something we did in the past. We rejected. Um, again, we're labeled as something that we no longer even, you know, do. You know, I thank God, you know, um, that despite what I did, he again, he brushed me off. I mean, you know, literally cleaned me up, literally brushed the things off of me, all the labels that I had on me. He cleaned me up. And even when I had those things on me, he still loved me. Even when I rejected his love, even when I cursed him, even, you know, when I tried to reject him and keep him out of my life, he still wanted to love me. He still loved me. He still desired to be a part of of my life. He still desire intimacy and a personal relationship with me. He still desire um, to dwell with me. He still desire for me to dwell with him, you know. So I just thank him for that, um, that he's a provider in many other things, you know. So that was that. So I was like, ooh, all right, okay. But I, I understand and I get it because, again, we don't want to be a burden, to the church, you know, um, and it went, it went, the more I read, the further it went into details of why, you know, he was putting such, um, a requirement and, and some restrictions on this list when it got to the young widows, right? And he was saying, um, but them, make sure they get remarried, relieve them to get remarried again, okay? Because if they be idle, they're going to be going in and out of houses. They're going to be gossiping. They're going to be um, busybodies saying things that they don't need to say. They're going to go do things because of the things that they desire. Um, he even said the reason why he's saying this because he, you know, he witnessed some young widows doing this. You know, that they chase after their desires instead of doing their devotion to God. They place their desires over devotion of God. They chase after Satan and stop chasing after God. They left their faith. Some even went with unbelievers as men who were unbelievers, okay? They left the church. They they okay, all because they had too much time on their hands. So he said let them remarry so they can be busy 
um, being managers of the homes and taking care of the kids in the house, you know, so they won't have so much time on their hands. And for a minute, I was kind of like, mm, that's kind of, mm. but when I thought about, the, you know, as me being a young woman and seeing my peer group and what they're doing and how they live, and I'm like, well, you know what, you're absolutely right. I mean, anybody with so much time on their hand um, is tempted with doing some trouble and some wrong things. I mean, that's why people sometimes do drugs, some drink till they get drunk because they're bored. They watch porn because they're bored. Um, they join games sometimes because they're bored. They're ditching school because they're bored. They're into things that they shouldn't be into because they're bored. They're bored, right? So I was like, you know what? You're right. You're right. And then again, I had to remind myself, all right, so he's coming from a place of relieving the church from burdens that can be prevented, okay? Because we know these women may drift off and leave the church. We won't put them on the list to take care of them. And if we do so, we can give them actual, we can cause more harm than good if, you know, they're not... Um, women of good reputations or good works. If they're not busy doing good, giving them that free time of taking care of them and not, and them not having to really work and do things, is giving them too much time on their hands. So I was like, all right, I see you. I see you. I get it. I get it. So um, I had to apologize to God because I'm like, you know what, God? I was ready to go off on Paul, but now I understand where Paul was coming from. I understand why he was saying women under 60, you know, why they have a certain, um, there's a certain requirement for them too as well, because I know women at these this age, you know, who are turned up, tearing it up, backing it up like juvenile. I just said I have some aunties, you know, they, they, they wilding out here. I have aunties that um that you know I'm friends with on Facebook, and they be saying the most. I'm like I don't want to see that. I don't want to read that. I don't. And it's not coming from a judging place because, baby, back in the days I used to do Twitter after dark, and I thank God I deleted my tweets and deleted my profile and deleted a lot of things off the internet because, baby. I couldn't imagine some of the things coming back, you know. But just because she in her 50s does not mean that oven ain't burning for something. And mm -mm. he said even then, you know, even if, you know, they may be suffering now for losing the love of their life, but that desire there is there. And then I see my aunties now, like, they still want it. They still with it. They posting it on, on the media about what they want to do and how they want it to be done. Okay? I remember it was a church mother. She was like, she didn't want to be with her man no more. Her boyfriend at the time, they, they're both in their 50s, 60s. And she was like, I don't want to be with him no more because... That thing ain't thangin'. She still wanted to get it poppin'. 
So she was still. She's. Baby, that thing was still hot. And she needed somebody to um, extinguish that heat, that fire that was still burning. She needed somebody to cut it off. Cool it off. And her man, who was the same age as her, a little older, it just wasn't the right. It wasn't doing the same. And because she wasn't technically married to him, she was like, I'm about to break up with him. She did. And I knew, I was like, whoa, you know, I learned so much with my elders. Like, just because you old don't mean the oven is off. And with some of the, the, you know, AIDS that they have today, and I'm not talking about sexual transmitted disease. I'm talking about, like, things that help make things better you know they got things now that if your oven ain't working properly and it's not producing things that it should produce that you can get some help in that area to produce it so they out here with it and and in these in these pawpaws too they taking pills too to get it going and you know some of these things you can get at a gas station and CVS. So these elders ain't really got to get a prescription for it. They should, especially if they're taking medications. You don't want it to have no bad um, side effects or uh, reaction to what you're prescribed. But that's neither here and there. I'm just saying, like, all right, Paul, I understand why. You know, if this woman got good work, she's, you know, she was married to, she, she's faithful. She was faithful to one man. She wasn't out here sleeping around. Then she can contain herself. You can put her on the list if she's younger than 60. If not, she's going to be a burden to the church. Not And not just a burden, but um, she's going to have too much time on her hand to um, try to get that fire extinguished. <clears throat> I'm just saying. And yeah, y'all, so that's that's... That's that's all I got on these widows, you know. I I was like, uh, all right, <laughs> I get it, Pa. You you check me. He got me. He got me. When he was like, you know, help them not to be prejudiced. To observe these things without prejudice, because I was baby, I was, my eyes were blind. It was all emotions, no spirit, all emotions. That thing checked me. That thing hit me so hard. I had to immediately go in prayer. Fix it, God. <laughs> and that's all I got for y'all. I said, I just wanted to go in about them widows. It was interesting. It was. And I had to chill. But that's it. I love y'all so much. God bless you all. Okay, and again, before you get in the Bible, before you read the Bible, pray first that God truly opens your eyes to see what he needs you to see. 
Okay? I love you. This is Push Talk with Talk with Dom. And I'll talk to you very, very soon if God is willing. Take care.